Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. My name is Tim Wright. I'm here along with Dr. Michael Gurian. And uh, another great listener question today. They're always great. I say that all the time, but this is another great one. And I, I have a personal vested interest in this because I have two grandsons who struggle with nightmares. So I'm really excited to hear what Michael has to say about this question. Um, before we look at the question, Michael, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the Forge School, one of our sponsors. Yes, the Ford School in uh, Benton, Tennessee, and folks can learn about it by going to wonderaparenting.com, and you see the Ford School there. It'll take you to their website. It's a great website. Uh, Adventure Therapy for Boys 14 to 17 is residential, so they they live there. Incredible staff, uh, counselors, therapists um, uh, do really great work with boys 14 to 17, and they've set up the part I play in it as as consultant is to help them make it everything boy friendly, and they do. Um, it's boy friendly. Everything's you know set up to really work with the brains uh, and the development of boys fourteen to seventeen. The Forge School, and also before I forget, I want to just mention that the Gurian Summer Institute yep. is uh, the end of June, and if folks go to GurianInstitute.com you can see it, it shows up right away and you'll see everything that's offered. Many, many hours of teaching over a period of a number of days. You can access as you wish um, over that time period. And if you like this podcast, you would love the Summer Institute. So yep. another plug there. And I can highly recommend it. I've been to several of them and um, there's just great speakers all the time. So um, also then just want to mention again, uh, our uh, sponsor that has been with us the longest, that's Greg Jantz. And, you know, when we do these uh, little uh, teases about our sponsors, uh, it's the kind of thing where just hearing it over and over again every week, and then suddenly when you need them, ah, these people can help me. Mm. And uh, so uh, we want to encourage you to just get into your brain somewhere, the, the center of Place of Hope up in the Seattle area, Dr. Greg Jantz and their team, uh, almost any issue you can think about that would have to do with uh, emotional stress, uh, physical stress, addictions, they can help you, and they can help the people you love. And wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com for the Center of Place of Hope, and also a place where you can drop off your questions to us as well. So we're grabbing this question again off of our Facebook page, Wonder of Parenting. Uh, just uh, put that in the search on Facebook and then join the group. And some great discussions. This was another one of those questions where uh, when I saw it come up, uh, first of all, it resonated with me because of my two grandsons who have these kinds of dreams. And also because, again, it just generated so much interest on that, uh, that Facebook group. So here's the question. It's a little long, but I think it's worth reading because it, it gives some good detail. Uh, I have a, an eight-year-old son who recently, in the past six months, has developed vivid nightmares and has become afraid of monsters. One example of a nightmare was of his four-year-old brother being murdered. 
Frankly, when he uh, first told my husband and I this, we were horrified. I asked him how he had heard that word and how did he know what it meant. He said a child at school had brought a graphic novel from home and showed him and then talked about murder. I addressed this with the school immediately, and they had a conference with the other child's parents about appropriate school materials, and my son was sent to talk to the school counselor, who we love. Things have gotten better, but he most recently asked that we cancel his reservation for summer camp as he's afraid that monsters might be there under the beds and that I won't be there. I'm honestly at a loss as to how to help him. I myself went to summer camp every summer, starting in kindergarten, but I also don't remember the whole monster nightmare phase lasting that long. We don't do video games at all in our home. Everything is G and PG. He's obsessed with Property Brothers and other similar type shows. Uh, Well, that may be the problem right there. Uh, And he shares a room with his younger four-year-old brother. We have seen a child psychologist in the past for impulsive behaviors when he was five, and I wonder if it's time to see the child psychologist again. His school counselor feels his vivid nightmares are due to his bright and creative mind, But honestly, I have no experience with this, and I don't know whether she's just guessing or doesn't have the time to deal with it. He's a very well-adjusted, extroverted child, so this just stumps me that nighttime has come to this for him. Sorry for uh, the long post. Thanks for the amazing podcast. All right, Michael. Uh, I'm guessing she's not the only parent who's got this. Oh, gosh, yeah. This is this is big. Uh, I mean, I probably billions of parents have this. And in, in each case, they come from a certain place. In this case, it seems like it came from um, that graphic novel. I, I think probably it was going to happen anyway. You know, I mean, I, kids do go through a phase of nightmares, eight years old. Some kids starts earlier than this. Um, I, I don't think this would be outside the range of normal. I think that the, that the school counselor... You know who has actually met with the child and knows the child. We, I mean, I always want to listen to the wisdom of the people who, who know the child, right? Rather than a voice on a podcast. And I think the school counselor probably real smart on this. That the child is very creative, bright, um, and and the imagination is expanding and can imagine all sorts of things. Also, I don't think it's outside the range of normal for an eight year old to have heard the word murder. I mean, it's just all over, right? It's in the media everywhere. So. Um, uh, uh, also within the range of normal so i'm doing all the reassuring everyone within the range of normal uh i think i was seven or eight still by by that age i thought that that i had to jump onto my bed um not walk up to the edge of my bed and get on my bed but jump onto my bed from far away so that the criminals under my bed who had knives wouldn't slice my ankles off yeah right i mean i i still remember thinking that so and, and, you know, so a lot of kids with, with vivid, vivid imagination later, you know, they're going to do all sorts of incredible things with that. But part of it is they get nightmares. So we should say the caveat that, yes, nightmares can be a show of something else that that maybe the child is in distress. Maybe there's depression. Maybe there's attachment distress. There could be other things. And so anyone who's listening, if your child is suddenly is having a lot of nightmares and really stressed out, that could be the show of some other trauma. And we want to get help right away. Uh and very smart of her to to say, well, maybe we're going to go see the psychologist again. I don't think that can hurt at all. No, nothing wrong with that because the psychologist knows this child and may have other insights that I wouldn't have here. Um, but it's still really well within the range of normal. I, I think a question, you know, a question about the camp. That's a very interesting question because my my um, as a parent and as a professional, I always think let put the kid through the experience that is going to build resilience rather than caving right away 
on the camp. You know, the child, the child says, I'm scared. I don't want to go to camp. You won't be there, mom. Um, my inclination would be, okay, he's eight. I think it's okay for him to, him to individuate and go to camp and for the parents to insist he at least tries it. And then if a week goes by at camp and he's just having all these nightmares and he can't sleep, well, then this is a health problem and they're going to go pick him up and bring him home, of course. But um, so, I, you know, but I would say there's probably disagreement among some people. I just lean more toward you set up the camp, the child's eight, put, go for it. Um, but I'm guessing there's other people out there who would say, well, if your child's scared to go to camp, take your child out of camp. That That's really the only area where I saw a question in in this because i mean i just want to reassure this person everything that i read here and that you just read aloud feels like it is within the range of normal for this kind of kid when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So what is it um, about maybe that age range that you were giving us that that kids uh, that that spurn or uh, sort of create these these nightmares for kids? Where are these coming from? Is this just a part of growing up? Is there some deep thing going on in them? Why are kids having nightmares, especially when we think about our kids having nightmares? Uh, I listen to my grandsons, for example, think, where are you even, where do you get this stuff? What are you watching on TV, for heaven's sake? And they're not. It just, they have vivid, vivid imaginations that take place in their sleeping. What What's going on? Yeah, well, the brain is expanding, right? And and all, all the various parts of the brain are connect, making connections, pathways, the child, the world has become larger for the child. So let's take this child at eight. This child is eight. The world is much larger for an eight-year-old than it is for a six-year-old. There are many, many more threats out in the world, you know, for an eight-year-old than a six-year-old because the eight-year-old understands more about the world than the six-year-old who is much more sheltered. And so as the as as life is hitting our brains, we are expanding to problem solve in it, in life, to manage life, to manage ourselves, to find our place in it, to develop our, our ourselves in it. And there's, there, there's often, a, you know, we can have a, without even having been traumatized, we can all have a sense of hypervigilance. Uh, that's part of our brain development, but it doesn't, you know, maybe doesn't show up during the day. Uh, we're just going about our lives and we go to sleep, we have these nightmares and they're, they're manifesting a lot of stuff that's happening in our brain growth in uh in our anxieties um you know is getting manifest and and uh but also so is imagination and so so is our brain's ability to connect those synapses and i remember i remember um 
or I think it was Stephen King's autobiography or memoir, in which he was talking about how, or Dean Koontz, one of the two of them, was talking about how they had, you know, vivid nightmares at this age, and everyone was really worried about them. But, you know, now look at them. <laughs> I mean, they write these nightmare stories, but they make a living, and their stories... Uh, yes, create nightmares if little kids read those stories, but at the same time, are really deep and rich and kind of amazing stories. So we never know where this this point in brain growth is going to go. Um, if it if these nightmares lead to the child having enhanced anxiety and it really starts bleeding over into life, or the child is now not sleeping, you know that we absolutely have to get help uh, from professionals for that because um, mm -hmm. that becomes a health issue but the but the nightmares themselves are evidence of of uh brain growth and we want to remember that 100 200 years ago well 100 years ago there was no tv there were movies so i'm going to go to 200 years ago 200 years ago there were no there was none of that media and yet kids still had nightmares because the world you know there were the sounds at night of coyote or the sounds of uh or or they saw someone hit someone else or they saw violence you know and that got into their dreams, right? So it's not just media giving these things into our, uh, to our kids, but nature itself is, is somewhat scary and violent and the brain uh, tries to figure that out and problem solve that. And some of that happens in nightmares. So nightmares are, you know, they're complex. They're, they're definitely a part of brain growth. So I'm thinking about one of my, uh, one grandson who, um, has issues and he, he's getting some help with it, but he, he's a ruminator and, mm. um, uh, very, very sensitive. Um, the other day he was in counseling, he's doing some stuff and the, the counselor said, I want you just to draw a picture, just draw a picture, whatever it is you're thinking about. And it was a picture of George Floyd being murdered. Mm. And, um, you know, so he, he's a kid who's prone to nightmares in part because of, of his overly sensitive, nature i guess um are there are there personality types or are there uh certain environments that maybe are more conducive to um nightmares that can become a problem uh, you know, how do you know if your kid your kid is uh, this is normal and this is not normal well uh, um i'm gonna answer that i may be answering it in a different way but i but you're asking the right question i would say it is it's nor it's normal Nightmares right. are normal, but if if they if a child has been traumatized, um, so George Floyd, so there has been talk, and COVID did the same thing, where where people like me were asked quite a bit, are these things going to affect? Are they are they trauma for children? The yeah. fact that children saw uh, the murder of George Floyd probably multiple times is that a trauma for the child? Yes, that mm. that can be. It's not a trauma like getting like the mom or dad killing each other. Okay, but it's still a trauma. Right? right and similarly covid uh, various parts of covid where they couldn't see their relatives then if they saw their relative their relative died or you know all of these various things these are trauma and and these do uh, can be trauma that add on to other trauma to the adverse childhood experiences traumas that the cdc and that others you know note which are like child abuse sexual abuse you know poverty so all of these things are trauma and and trauma can evidence um, and be processed through nightmares. So the brain growth is still happening. The brain is still trying to figure the trauma out. And some of how it does it is in nightmares. So we definitely want to say that about trauma. And at the same time, you can have a child 
who has not been significantly traumatized and still have nightmares. So right. that's why it's not it, it's not an either or. And then mm -hmm. now we're into the individual child. Was this individual child traumatized? Does this individual child have an anxiety disorder? Is this individual child a highly sensitive child? You know, about 20 to 25% of our children fit under the category of highly sensitive boy, highly sensitive girl, which is its own personality category. Um, could that, that child could have more nightmares or have nightmares for a longer period. So all of those would be factors. Right. Now, I, I know that in the past, there have been some who um, say that um, there are ways to, uh, in a sense, reprogram your brain when you're going to sleep at night. It might be listening to a calming app. Um, it might be uh, memorizing a, a calming poem and saying that to yourself over and over again. Are there, uh, is there anything to brain science research that says, yeah, you can do some things to put some input into your brain that can lessen your nightmares or is yeah. that just something to help you fall asleep? Yeah. Mindfulness, prayer rituals, you know, where you bring a higher power in, um, uh, so that would be connected with faith or prayer rituals or just mindfulness, kind of meditative, quiet music. Um, uh, if the child is younger, you know, falling asleep in mom's arms or dad's arms, you know, that's very safe. Uh, all, all of these things are going to be about safety, about helping the child to go to sleep feeling safe and um, and and then hopefully quieting the brain so that it so that it is less anxious, so that it produces, you know, fewer nightmares, so that the part of the brain where the nightmares are about brain expansion and expansion of imagination, that, you know, you may be always going to have a little of that. But if you use these calming rituals, then you don't have to have the nightmares that become so severe that they, you know, these, on a practical basis, look at these two things, folks. One is they're so, the nightmares are so severe that they upset sleep. So in other words, the child is becoming unhealthy. The child is not sleeping enough. That would be clue one. Gotta gotta see someone about this. So, you know, counselor, psychologist, someone to figure what's going on out. Clue two on a practical basis. The second thing would be is are the nightmares um, taking the child out of life? And that was the question about camp. Are the are the you know the child so scared of nightmares that the child won't go to camp? Uh, you know, that's a that's a threshold right there, like where I say send the child to camp. But if the people involved in this child go, hmm, that's a clue that there's more going on for this kid, you know, th than we understand from from this comment. Then again, see the psychologist, because if the family decides to keep the child out of camp and I trust I always trust the family. Right. I mean, I always the family's instincts are good. So if the family instinctively says keep this child out of camp, then I think the nightmares have have gotten to a point where they should get help from someone who can meet with this child and figure out what's going on. But if the child's life is, is not being upset beyond the fact that the child just processes it and says, man, I had this nightmare. I'm really scared. My brother's going to get murdered. Okay. Now I got over that. You know, mm -hmm. if it's that, then it's okay. Um, it's, it's mind expansion. It's okay. But yeah, if it upsets sleep or, or it upsets the child's daily routines, then get help. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, I remember just a few months ago, I was watching a, a newscast. Um, one of those morning talk shows, so they're having a little banter, and, and one of the uh, anchors said to the other, have you been having really vivid dreams lately? So this was you know, about the middle of COVID. Mm. And he said, yes, I am. And, uh, and she said, you know, I've been hearing from a lot of people that they're having really vivid dreams right now. Mm-hmm. And they were just asking the question, do you think this is COVID-related? And uh, what made me think about that was your comment that, that as eight-year-olds for example, are starting to deal with a bigger world, their dreams are helping them process. Is that part of what's happening with dreams generally is they're helping us process this stuff? And are, mm-hmm. Have you seen anything about people having more vivid dreams lately because of COVID and then how that must be impacting our kids? Yeah, I, I've, I've seen that as well. Those questions being asked and I'm starting to look for literature on it. My guess is we're going to, some studies are going to start coming out. I don't think they're out yet, but you know, there'll be all sorts of brain-related studies that are going to look back at what happened to our brains during COVID, um, not not from having the disease, but what you've described, from dealing with the collective trauma. Yep. And yeah, I think I think absolutely. I, I, I would not be surprised if the studies end up confirming what those folks were saying anecdotally, because because as as one is constantly, you know, we have two layers of trauma with, with COVID, and our children had two layers of trauma. One layer was um, they themselves were seeing all of what was going on, right? And they had to process that, whether it was their own relatives, whether it was they were, TV was always on, you know, whatever it was, they were seeing it. Then they have their parents' trauma. So then they're, they're you know, they're attached with their parents. Their parents lost their jobs or, or their parents are really anxious or whatever it is, and the child picks that up. So the kids are getting it both ways and uh, and got it both ways. And, um, and, and if they were not in school and they were doing online schooling, that would be a, su- a subset of the first thing I said. But, you know, it's almost its own trauma because online schooling for about a third of our kids or more, probably 40 percent, was itself a trauma. So uh, they are trying to process all of that. And the nightmares, the nightmares and dreams are part of how the brain is trying to process it. Um, the brain, by, by dreaming, the brain is sending signals to our waking life. Um, but at the same time, it's simply using archetypes. Our brain is using archetypes to process uh, traumatic or everyday experience. And we only remember, right, in the morning, we only remember a little bit of that processing. We've right. had far more dreams and nightmares than we remember. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So uh, I, I think this is really fascinating, especially for me, the learning is that that. Um, around this age, it can be fairly normal to have nightmares as their world expands and they're trying to figure out how to deal with it and process it, and the dreams are doing that. 
Um, I do want to uh, just come back as we wrap up here to the question about whether or not to go to camp. And uh, you've touched on it and, and, you know, you've answered it brilliantly. You trust the parents. And if they really feel like their child is not capable of going to camp because of nightmares, there's probably a deeper issue going on with the nightmares. Um, but at the same time, I'm guessing because I've been there, um, nervous and anxious about my son when he was having anxiety going on a church camp trip. Mm. Um, uh, I don't know how much of that anxiety was his anxiety and how much of it was my anxiety about him possibly having anxiety. So mm. how does a, a parent work through their own stuff uh, to be able to make a good rational decision? Because sometimes we, we are afraid of the pain that we will have because our child might have some pain. Yeah, I I think the way to solve the, we should not be hard on ourselves. I mean, we should we should always say to ourselves, you know what? Think about why I'm having this anxiety for my child. It's because I'm protective. It's because I'm a good parent. You know, so we should not feel ashamed of the, our fears for our child um, because it's our our instinctive protectiveness. At the same time, I just always ask parents on things like this to to answer one question: Is is my child going to be in danger? by going to that camp and if it, or uh, make it easier by going to that camp for at least the first five days will my child be in danger and if if the child has a significant anxiety or social anxiety disorder you know already then maybe the child would say yes a child would be in danger can't, should not go to camp or if the camp itself something's wrong with the camp of course then the child would be in danger. But excluding those two, I think what we do is we say, oh, okay, wait a minute. My child is not going to be in danger. So uh, I'm just going to set five days and that's going to make it easier for me to not feel so anxious. I'm going to say, I want my child to go to that camp for at least five days. And of course, I don't say that to the child. It's, you know, the child's going to camp, yeah. but that this is for me. And then what I generally will find as the parent not always if the child has an anxiety disorder, but generally what I'll find is that by five days in, the child's fine with camp. And so I've alleviated my stress. The child is fine. The child is actually maybe having a great time. And and um, and I've kind of step by step sort of taken care of myself as the adult. And, um, you know, and then if, if, however, at five days, my child is miserable uh, and there's something really wrong, then I'm going to take my child out of camp. So that's also going to alleviate my anxiety. I think step-by-step step is good. So nobody in our audience is going to remember this song except for the two of us <laughs> uh, about the guy who wrote a letter to his parents, Hello, Mada, Hello, Fada, Here <laughs> I Am at Camp Granada. And, uh, and every day he writes letters to his parents, how horrible it is, please come and get me. And then by day four or five, he can't wait to be hanging with his friends. I'm okay. Um, and uh, I think that's kind of what you're saying. That, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, this can be a resilience builder for the son uh, in this case, um, a chance for him to sort of face his fears. And kind of, you know, speaking as a parent who had to send his son off and was really nervous about it, it's a little resilience builder for mom and dad, too, <laughs> right. uh, to just practice letting go a bit. So. Well, Michael, as always, such good insight. I know that our, our podcast listeners appreciate you and, and all you bring to the table. So thank you very much. Thank you. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back with you again next time for the Wonder of Parenting podcast. Thanks so much.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.